Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. You can keep your head when all about you are losing your ears and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and yet treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools or watch the things you give your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can feel the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Those were the words of Kipling, his magnificent poem, If. Mark Tanner, welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Series. How are you, boss? Good morning, Peter. No, I'm good, thank you. Uh... Yes, uh, well, hard to follow those big words, but uh, yeah, unprecedented times, I think, Peter. I mean, uh, I'm 59 years old, and I have to say, I've never seen anything like this. And uh, yeah, it's challenging at the moment. And uh, yeah, who knows where it's all going to go, but we've got to just hang in there, I think, together. We, we have, boss, we have. And boss, I, I've known you since I was 18 years old. You, you know, from an inspirational perspective, that that poem means a lot to me, for my granddad, and lots of different reasons. And I'm seeing it over social media. Certainly that if you can feel the unforgiving minute, you know, that verse is poignant, it's powerful. I've got it tattooed down my chest, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to show to anyone on this, on this video, on this podcast, but we are looking for sources of inspiration. It's, I've just put a post out this morning. My mood swings, Mark, they change by the hour. You know, I can be uber positive, optimistic, at it, you know, thinking outside of the box. We'll do networking. We'll do the redundancy support. We'll come in from a different angle. We'll be there when the industries pick up again. And then I hear things like like Ren Kitchens, the so-called employer of choice, Mark. You know, you know, you know, it, new branch after new branch, new store after new store, axing 600 jobs. And I had the displeasure of reading the scripts that they sent out to their line managers to get rid of human beings. Um, they should hang their heads in shame. And I hope everyone listening to this who's thinking of buying a kitchen in the next 10, 20, 30 years remembers what's happened today because, uh, or what's happened this week because it's absolutely horrific the way they're treating human beings, mate, isn't it? It is. And I think, and again, uh, you just look back and I heard the video recording of uh, the uh, owner of Weatherspoons, what he said to his staff. And, you know, again, it, this shows people sometimes in their true colours. I think at the end of the day, sometimes the worst of humanity can come out in, in issues like this. There's a lot of uh, 
what's it called, uncertainty out there, people's jobs, people's livelihoods, people's health more than anything. Yeah. And again, just because it's nice and sunny out there where I'm at the moment, probably where you are, uh, it masks the actual uh, what is going on and it's just hit us all from out the blue. And uh, yeah, it's sadly, it's a time to reflect in one way, which isn't a bad thing. And look at ourselves. And as you say, listen to stories like you just said. You look at the Sports Direct stories, you know, the Greens. Apparently, apparently he's taking the old direct debit for next season season tickets, the lad. What? I mean, it's, you know, and then, then there's the good news. Then there's Leeds United players taking a deferral in their wages to help others. And, you know, it doesn't have to be bad. But, you know, you're right. It is a blue sky out there. And this little fella, Snoop, he's keeping me company. He's becoming a bit of a celebrity at the moment because he's... Uh, He's joining in with podcasts. He's getting involved. But, you know, I, I am social distancing. At the moment, you know, my family has been hit really bad, you know, economically and financially by this. My, you know, my, my wife is 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 not going to be working. Looks like she's not going to be working. She's under consultation for redundancy. My eldest, because of his, uh, his, his asthma, he's on SSP on, on the longer term isolation. That's more precautionary, thank God. And my youngest, you know, his his jobs are shutting down. So when you look at the impact financially, as yeah, from those three adults in the house and myself owning the business, you've got to kind kind of think right. You know, I own a business that makes money for introducing people. It's recruitment. My industry is making job cuts. The businesses I work with, I talk to the owners, and they they're quite rightly putting their recruitment on the hold for now. But I don't think it's forever. So I've been looking for inspiration, Mark. I've been looking for people that can that can keep me at it. And then I then I remembered the person, i.e., you, who's had the most the most probably the most impact on my career in the beginning to help me get where I am today. So it's great to have you on the podcast, Mark. And I know you're going to share some of your some of your wartime spirit, some of that Churchillian banter, and and Horatio Nelson with people. But before we get on to the inspirational side of Mark Tanner. How are you and your family coping at the moment, mate? Is everyone okay? Is everyone well? Everyone's well. I mean, again, both my sons now live away, so obviously they're distancing themselves, so it's all uh, done by phone and emails. Uh, likewise, I'm at home at the moment with my wife, who's remote, working remotely. And, yeah, they're well. But, again, it's quite sobering. Again, this isn't just uh, like being snowed in in January and February, like we've all experienced. This is about reality and people's health. And, you know, bear in mind, this is, you know, without wanting to uh, alarm people, it's a silent killer. Yeah. And it should be really, really respected. You just don't know. So, you know, the jokey, jokey scenes of running around Brighton Beach, shopping markets and things like that, that's really got to hit home now to people. You said it yourself. Social distancing is important. Uh, stick with your loved ones because it is health. And, and it's health and some survival at the end of it without putting a big dark picture on it. It's, uh, it is really, really hitting home this. So, yeah, we're well. Uh, but again, we're just reflecting and it doesn't hurt to reflect. I think, you know, we all have dark days and we're all in the same boat. This is a big level for me. It doesn't matter whether you're Prince Charles or Mark Tanner. This could knock on your door. And uh, as I say, it just brings it all home when you're hearing, you know, celebrities, uh, people with money, people without money. It doesn't care. So it's about, you know, looking after number one and your families. That's what it's one, about. One of my pals, um, you know, he grew up in the same 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 flats as me in Fulham, Fulham supporter like me. I've, no, I've known him all my life. I wouldn't say we're as close in our 40s as we were in our teenage years or our, or our early years. But I know him really well. You know, he's got a grown up family, same sort of age as mine. And his daughter's a nurse, you know, and he's he, he's been, you know, she she's 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 uh, self-isolating. Um, 
but he's he's he, he's been diagnosed as having it coming out the other side of it. But you know that's that's close. Um, someone I used to work with in years gone by, um, not spoke to him for twenty odd years, Mark. But you know they they lost their battle against it and they passed away. And and it suddenly starts to become real. And I think I think you know we've woken up uh, very suddenly in the last two week, two weeks to the severity of what this virus is. Uh, in the early stages of the year, it was people on a cruise ship. It was something over there that was that was happening, but we weren't quite sure. Then there's been, you know, such a surge, you know, in terms of people people catching it. And and you're right what you say, boss, because you know if you think about it, you know, since well since the wars, you know, since the Second World War, this is the biggest biggest crisis, the biggest challenge at you know as society's face for my generation, without a doubt. You know, I, I remember the Falklands being very young. I remember both the Iraq wars going into Afghanistan after 9-11. But they were almost like on a distance. They weren't fought on our shores. The Blitz was on our shores, but we weren't invaded. But right now, we're, we're almost, and, you know, this is more your world than me, Mark, but we're kind of like going to war with an invisible enemy, aren't we? Because we, we can't see what we're up against, but we're up against something that's going to kill people and take lives, isn't it? Very much so. I mean, if you listen, I'm, I am ancient, but going back to the 40s when the blitz was going on, at least you got an air raid uh, siren go off and you knew what to do and go down to your shelter. But then you could still pop out to use your ration card and go to the pub and buy a beer. But now, uh, as you say, you can't see it. And, uh, you know, it's not a case of you just got to distance yourself from people. They may look all right and he or she, but you just don't yeah. know. It can be passed on different ways. And what's scary I think it's hit the government more than we realise that no one knows a thing about this. We will crack it and we will go through it, but it's going to take a long, long time. And I also feel, and I'm not scaremongery, but the going out of the other side, it's going to restructure how we live, how we work, lots of different things. And the impact is going to be felt for a long, long time. Well, I mean, and, I uh, think there will be positives. I think we might come out with a more compassionate and caring community. I, I think the, the call to arms and the mobilisation of the general public in terms of supporting the NHS has been phenomenal. You know, we, we wanted to get a quarter of a million. I think we're up to three quarters of a million and, and it's still coming because we do care, don't we? But... You know, it's it's good that your family are well. It's good that you're fit and well, Mark. And it's it's good you've joined us because I think that, you know, it has impacted us all personally and professionally. Well, from a from a business perspective, Mark, what's the what's the situation with your your current role at Project Florian? What's what, what's that look like? Yeah, no, listen, Pete. I mean, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, it's fair to say, you know, it's a bit like a boxing match, this, Pete. I mean, we've had the initial, like a lot of businesses, have been not for six. And you've gone down on one knee and now we're getting up and we're getting the count from the referee. So we're taking stock. It's a shame because uh, like a lot of businesses, we were really getting good traction. Our name was getting out there. We were making good inroads with our clients. We've got a good product. And then suddenly it feels like the rug has been pulled. Uh, The only good thing is being pulled for a lot of people. So, you know, the, the clients we're selling to and vice and onwards are feeling the same pressure. They've been not for six. So we're basically now... Having the smelling salts is what do we do going forward? And we are positive. We've been, you know, this week and prior to that, we've had information. We're working long distance. Uh, we're going to be doing it from a distance, emailing people, talking to people. But, you know, at the moment, who do we talk to? Because our businesses we're talking to are not there. But they will be there next week and then we can start moving forward, albeit remotely, uh, letting people know we're there. 
people will need flooring, people will, will need materials. It's a case of when. We just want to be at the forefront and be out the traps as uh, soon as we can. But it's very easy just to vegetate. But no, we've, we've been stopped. We're taking stock and thinking how we're going to go forward because, you know, I can take an order today. Could I service it? Uh, you know, you've got to be careful with what you say. So I'd much rather just, you know, find out where we're going to go as a country and then how to protect fall into oh, and I think, every, so, I think yeah. everyone's doing that for the next three weeks or two and a half weeks, whatever's left. I mean, I was sharing text messages with owners of independent builders merchants on Monday evening, you know, just... Uh, it, you know, wow, you know, are, are you going to open? What are you going to do? And, and you know, the, the, the industry needed guidance. You know, are we going to be open to deliver to, to, to essential repairs, essential maintenance, essential construction? But if construction is still open, you know, what, what does that mean for, from the merchant perspective? And I think, I think our old employer, Travis, they led the way in terms of we're going to close, but then some of their branches, I believe, are open for, for specific distribution. Um, what, what are they saying to you, Mark? Because that, that's predominantly your customer base, isn't it? So what are they saying to you? It is for me personally. I mean, again, they put out a very, again, a company as big as them, they're a national, like with other big national merchants. I mean, you know, it's not them for six because ultimately their care of duty is to their staff, which is great. Likewise to their customers. Uh, we all know we're all in it for money, but there has to be this underlying, we care about our people. There's no point just having it on your cornerstones yeah. and not meaning it. So very responsible i mean going back a few years when there used to be terrorist atrocities in london you'd have certain key branches which would be around in the event of something happening that contractors couldn't get materials as you well know well, yourself. i remember, so I remember, I remember got you know oh, oh it's awful but i remember the uh um uh, canary wolf when the real ira struck mate that was um you know and, and you remember that and you know what branches were on standby and you knew what you had to do but i mean i, I shared a letter which the, the the three main nationals wrote sent to government it was an open letter so so i shared it on my linkedin uh profile an amazing it was a powerful letter it was led from travis but juice were on it you know grafton were on it and it was it was very well worded um it's from Nick Roberts's office, but that had over 40,000 views. And, you know, it was a real air of we, we're going to try and keep building. We're going to try and be be confident. But the reality is, you know, for the good of the people, the welfare of your employees, your staff, your customers, the trading is going to have to come to almost a standstill for a good, for a good few weeks, isn't it? It is. And I think prior to the actual, you know, Boris speech and the lockdown being enforced, a lot of branches, businesses, probably not just Travis, were very, very busy with customers trying to get work finished, whether it was to get yeah. money in uh, for completion or their clients or whatever. But you're right. I think it's it's knocked everyone for six, let alone, you know, how the self-employed are going to be looked after. The thing about getting materials is you can get materials, but if Mrs. Jones won't let you in because she's self-isolating, there's no point. So there's a lot of uncertainty. And again, I think this this actually brings home a national emergency like we've got, what is in place contingencies? And like we go back, we quick keep quoting the war, but it's not until you get a, an issue like we've got now that people, you know, bring in these emergency plans and they're changing all the time. It's a fluid situation. Which no, is it is. And, you know, uh, well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. When, when Richie Sunak, the, the Chancellor, you know, he gave, he gave people hope with the furlough workers scheme. Um, that's not as clear cut as it as it was at face value. You know, it's not a given if you're employed on the 28th of February, you're going to get your salary backdated and whatever. There's there's some grey areas there about you know, do I make someone redundant? Do I not? What happens if they leave now? What happens if I can't run my payroll? 
Now, if I can't run my payroll, physically have the money, does that mean they, they, they miss out as well? So there's a lot of questions that have got to be answered and businesses need a pathway to it. But that level of financial support, it was unprecedented. I think today or later today, they're going to do something for the self-employed, which is a population which I, you know, I really resonate with because without the fitters, the contractors, the installers, the surveyors, the, the people on jobs, my industry cannot function because you don't, you don't, you don't get the full circle of the supply chain. So we are all in a state of terror. We don't actually know, you know, how, whether we're going to have enough money to feed our family in four, five, six months if things don't return to normal. So you've got to believe that that we will come out of it in some way. But the historian in you, Mark, um, you you know more about British military history, you know, what we've been through as a country. You know, there, there's not been anything like this, you know, prior to the war. I mean, you look at, you look at when we're a seafaring nation, we never really really had anything like this i guess unless you're going right right back to the black death i guess yeah i think you're, you're spot on pete i mean you mentioned certain wars i mean you mentioned the falklands and i mean that was 82 83 again you know we, we you, you watch pictures of you know like you get now nightly broadcasts but you had an mod guy telling you who's sadly been killed or ships been sunk so that brings it home but you're right i think going back to wartime uh, you can imagine when you've got three months food supplies left because they're uh, basically your ships have been blown out of the water in convoys by U-boats and it starts to become very sobering. And, you know, this is unprecedented for most people. And, you know, it's how do I cope with it? What well, you know, again, all right, I like reading my little books and I have a little sense of understanding about what it means. But you then start thinking, right, this is happening now to every family in this country. Yeah. It doesn't matter, like I say, about wealth colour or creed it can impact on you and it is a big leveller and you do have to take it seriously so it's a bit like the phony war i mean war was uh, declared in 39 in sept september and then it didn't really kick off until 1940 so everyone was going about their business like now in enjoying the sun but then suddenly when the first bombs start dropping and the first bullets are fired it i mean that's, that's that's the thing for me you know we we the, the government have put out financial support that they you know schools are closing the, the football's gone you know major changes are taking place to try and protect the economy the big instruction prior to the lockdown on monday was stay fucking at home for crying out loud you know keep your distance fucking respect others and whether it was by default or whatever we heard the pubs were closing on friday night so therefore everyone went out for one last hurrah do you know what i mean you know the boozers were knocking out beer at two pound a pint a pound a pint grub for a couple of quid so that's going to pull in the crowd you know it's my last piss up for whenever how wrong was that? Do you know what I mean? How wrong was that in terms of spreading the disease? Then then you look at, okay, it's a sunny day. We're all going to go and walk the dog, go recycle, have a picnic, go to mum, you know, and you've got crowded beaches. They shut Richmond Park. You know, Richmond Park's a beautiful place. I got married there, you know, but but it was so overcrowded when we should be at home keeping our distance, they had to shut it. So how can we complain when we do go into more of a lockdown situation? I mean, it's a... It's quite a friendly lockdown because no, there's no one on a, with a gun outside my front door, Mark, is there? Not at all, no. And I think you're right. When you, you mentioned we've, we've all ages have, have seen wars now, Gulf Wars and Iraq Wars or whatever, but none of us have had a lockdown because of the virus. And as you say, you know, you go back to... Uh, you mentioned the Black Plague, all right? Even I can't remember that one. But, uh, you know, you'd have a bloke daubing a white cross on your door that, you know, unclean, unclean, and you throw your bodies in the pit at Blackheath. 
you know, none of us can remember that. Thank God for that. But we've not experienced anything like this. You know, you mentioned rickets, polio. There's been things, but nothing to this extent. And again, there's no one around who can remember the last time there was a massive epidemic which affected the world. You know, read, understand what this is. A pan, you know, pan well, epidemic, again, which you know, means... India are putting 1.3 billion people into a forced lockdown i mean how they'll do that in some of their real real challenging areas which people live and live and exist in i have no idea but you know when you're looking at the population like that taking measures like that and and travel is stopping airlines are being grounded you you kind of feel a little bit selfish sitting there thinking you know how will my recruitment business survive how will my kitchen and bathroom show how will my builders merchant keep trading where will i be in a month two months time let's let's, let's shrink it right down let's hope we're all here and healthy in a month's time and and i think normal rules of engagement yeah, okay, it's important to communicate, but if you don't pay your council tax and don't pay your utility provider and you're a little bit late on something else, I think we're going to be okay for a while. I think you're right. I think, but what brings it home and the sobering thing is, I mean, I've done it a few times, been to exhibitions at the Excel Centre, and trust me, I've walked from end to end. And you don't commandeer something like that or the NEC or other big locations in the country yeah. for fun. And I think when the reality really, really hits home. I mean, when you think, you know, we live in a busy money-making uh, society and suddenly that's all being put on hold, uh, it brings it home that this is not just knee-jerk reaction. There is something lurking here and it has to be respected. So, yeah, you're right. But you still have to be able to feed your families. You also then have got your responsibilities as men. I think we're like cavemen. We want to provide. It goes back to basics. And it's worrying, as you say, Pete. You're, you're running your so, own so, business. Someone said to me yesterday, how are you, mate? What's it like? And I went, I'll sum it up like this. It's like the gum shield's in, head guards on, my gloves are up. I'm bobbing, weaving. I'm taking hit after hit after hit. But, I, but you know, maybe it's those spending salts. Maybe it's just something in me. I keep going because I have to believe we will get through this one way or the other. I believe, and, and I've said this publicly, a Foyne Jones will survive this in some capacity. What we'll look like, how our service will roll, what we'll be doing, I don't know. But I've committed to putting out my podcast. I've had some great guests on. You know, they're getting, they're getting more and more popular because we're sharing some positivity. We're going to be offering redundancy support and support to people when they need it the most. We're not charging for that. You know, we're doing that completely free of charge. Because ultimately, there are people there that, through no fault of their own, have lost their jobs. You know, and it's happening, no, it's happening savagely and quickly. So, so you know, I, I got and one of the things that just shows you you don't realise sometimes how you can inspire people. Um, I was quite quiet on social media you know, a couple of weeks ago, and people saying, "You okay? You know, what's up?" And I'm like, "Look, I've not been. It's just really surreal, really. I missed the KBB show because I wasn't feeling well. Um, and for me at the time, emotionally, I was struggling." Uh, I, you know, I had a chest infection. I wasn't well. It was, you know, it wasn't virus related at all. I was just unwell, run down, probably overtraining for the marathon. When you strip all that away, and there's no marathon, there's there's a need to go keep going. And you know, it, it, it shook me up having to talk to my own members of staff and go, look, we've had 37 of our 39 live projects cut. You know, people are quite rightly not recruiting. That's bang. How are we going to deal with that? You know. People that should have paid us have not paid us. Some have communicated, some haven't. Some are going to pay, some may not be able to pay. You know, you multiply that for any business, you are in full defence mode and you've got, to, you've got to make sure you come and come out of it. We're blessed in a way that we can keep going for a few months and we've got, we've got plans in place to do it. But there are others that are, that are really struggling and they're, they're not just struggling alone. If their families are affected, 
I want to be I want to be a voice of positivity, but a voice of honesty as well. I don't want to tell people it's going to get better in 10 minutes. It's going to take a year. Uh, we've got to prepare for the for the longer period, the medium to long term. We're not going to suddenly hit week 13 and go, boom, the world's back. It's not going to happen that way at all, Mark, is it? No, it's not. And I think you're right. We could have a new world order. I mean, listen, going back to what you just said, your openness about feeling tired and uh, overwhelmed and stuff like that. I mean, that's a normal, natural reaction for a lot of people, uh, especially us men. We probably don't admit to that too much, but I think it's good that you can do that. Uh, and I think, you know, quote number one, when you're going through hell, you keep going. And I think, you know, as what Churchill said, we've all got different images of hell in different shapes or form. And, you know, we're going through tough times. And I think you're right. I think businesses, people coming through this, it will be a new world order. I think things will be done differently. Uh, it is a wake up call. Again, uh, Mother Nature, call it what you like, could control us more than we can control him or her. And I think this is the impact of all this. And again, it's what we learn from it. And I think whether, you know, you'll be, you know, Foyne Jones recruitment or you're a big multinational or a pan world company is what you do on the back of it. And it's going to affect everybody. And I think, you know, the, the, to take the positives out of the negatives is the key thing going forward. And as you say, it's not going to be wake up Saturday and there's bluebirds and roses around the windows. Uh, it is going to take time. And I think those who get their heads around it, some more than others, will come to well, I think, it, I think it's asking the really difficult questions. You know, how much do we need to survive? What can we let go? What do we need? What don't we need? You know, we, we were we were talking myself and my wife yesterday evening quite late about, you know, the impact, what we've got to do. Um, my, my eldest, he went, look, you know, come on, mum, dad, but, you know, it's late now. I just want to watch this. You know, can, this is really, can you just, we do this another time? And we just looked at him and went, no, we, we can't do this another time. This is actually important. And you've got to wake up and realise that, you know, that food you're eating, that TV you're watching, that's that's all part of us pulling together to make it happen. We're going to have to make compromises. Everyone is. But there is that overriding thing that, that our society, our country, our people, we can get through it. I think we're going to, I do think it's going to get worse. I think like you, you mentioned there, mate, you know, we don't take over Excel, hotels, exhibition centres and, and start building these makeshift hospitals for, for, for no reason at all. We know the bad is coming and death is coming and illness is coming, but we can take that on. The vaccine may be nearer than we think. It may be further away than we think. So we've got to put our own measures into place. But when you're, adjusting and you're getting used to just normality not being the same it does hit you um one of the things i'm putting out there mark all the time is that people do need to talk they need to share their feelings they need to be open and just be honest with yourself you know if you are facing a financial crisis share it with someone because they might be able to give you some advice and some tips i was talking to my accountant for for about 45 minutes yesterday but in reality i just ranted at him for about half an hour he listened he then came back with some solid sound advice on what I can do, what I can't do. Right, HMRC, this is what you need to do. That takes care of your VAT and your PAYE. Where your office is based, do you need an office? If you don't, talk to them, get a payment holiday, do that. Will your business survive? If it will, what do you think the market's going to do? How can you take advantage of it? What, what, is it what, is your, what do you think your business will look like in 12 months? And that's yeah. that, it's really horrible and it's tough because you've got to be really honest with yourself and not – pluck numbers out the sky and you've got to bring it right down so so we've gone through that 
come out the other side and and I, I guess you know some not not things have, have changed for me but you know I, I i can work from home if i have to but at the moment my wife's working from home you know both my boys are at home so it's a lot easier for me and snoop to to walk the short five ten minutes it is to the office distance ourselves from everyone come into the office close the door you know we're we're safe we're healthy we're clean we can go back out and on the way home that works for us you've got to get a strategy in which works for you as a family and you as a person business will never will probably never be the same again i think it but it but it will spark back into life it has to spark back into life um mark looking at yourself and your sort of sources of inspiration what are you doing on a daily basis mark have you got a discipline have you got a habit you still get out on your bike what 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 what, what has the mark tanner day look like at the moment right well i've always been an early bird so i don't need an alarm clock so that's been quite good i mean i'm, I'm up at well, five o'clock most days waking up doing my my thing hitting the news checking on what's going on this on the virus reports uh what has changed I mean, now i'm at home at the moment on lockdown uh, again, I go out once a day. Me and my wife, Joe, we have a great walk over the fields. Uh, you know, a good half an hour yomping, which is always good. And I enjoy that. And it's just nice. It's close by, a bit like you in the country setting. So that's good for the head and good for the soul. Um, I'm just doing, I haven't been out on the bike yet. I will do. But again, I'm just doing what they said about keeping my distance from people. The food bit, I've got stocked up on that without being silly and greedy. So I'm just eating sensible. You, you are more, are you are more rationed yet, Mark, or you just do a little bit above that? I'm on uh, corned beef, bully beef and stuff like that. No, on a serious note, I've, I've, I'm eating all right, but I'm, not, I'm also conscious it could slowly dwindle. I'm eating sensibly. I'm not doing as much exercise, so I don't want to put a few pounds on. So it's a, it's taking it all on board, really. And again, it's it's a, it's new territory. It's all right saying I'm on 2,000 calories a day because I want to be, but soon we may have to be. And, and without getting paranoid, I mean, I haven't got traps out trying to catch squirrels and hedgehogs yet, but... Uh, no, I'm just being sensible. I'm, I'm okay myself. I'm quite optimistic, to be quite honest, Pete. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, this is a new territory for me. I will come through the other end, hopefully, all fingers crossed. I am positive like that, and I'm just trying to avoid certain situations. If it's my turn, it's my turn. I don't want it to be just But But, but, but your personality, now, Mark, and how you are, you know, we were speaking a few days ago, and, and you just said, Pete, like, you know, cut all that. Are you okay? Do you know what I mean? And, and that well, meant a lot to me because I just thought about it. I went, no, Mark, boss, I'm probably not okay. I'm doing all right. I'm up and down, but I wouldn't say I'm completely okay, but but I'm making my best for it. And and that's that's kind of all we can do. And I'm having conversations like that with my friends, with other business contacts and people. And you're talking to, you know, owners of companies that they don't know whether they should be open or should be closed. That decision's kind of been taken away from them now. And um, but they're, they're worried about the welfare of their 14 staff, their 100 staff, their 15 staff. And I'm going, look, you know, I know you don't want to talk recruitment right now, but I can help your staff. If you want me to talk to them for some, give them some redundancy support, help them market themselves. Tell me, because I could do some workshops one-to-one. And that's really where the, the support package we're offering uh, people from Ren Kitchens and other people in KBB and Builders Merchanting and, and our sectors about, because we want to, we want to be like a voice of reason, a voice of compassion and uh, trying to pull people together because there might be individuals that are fit, healthy and able to work, 
that have got the skills that businesses need right now. You know, whether that's doing a design remotely, whether it's doing some pricing, whether it's doing some online marketing for them, we can share that resource around and we can collaborate and talk to each other. I'm talking to other recruitment owners because actually the gloves are off. It doesn't really matter whether we're friends, enemies or whatever. Um, if we can help each other come through it, it's got to be a good thing. So something I wanted to, to talk to you about, Mark, you've probably seen it, but our redundancy support is is pretty much all-encompassing. It's going to help Snoops get involved again. It's going to help people with their online profile, how can they create content, engage. We will look at, what, you know, we'll talk to people about what a good CV looks like. It'll be a CV clinic. And then we're going to sort of unleash the power of video, how people can be marketing themselves, introducing themselves to target employers in the future in a different way to what they're doing now. We might not be able to help people immediately, but any workshop and webinar and session we put together will give people some inspiration and more tools. It's it's almost sharing the secrets of our success because we know how to get people jobs. We know how to protect, you know, to, to help people in employability. We're going to put that out there so people can help themselves and remember who it was they got that help from when things are coming through. Part of that, Mr. Tanner, is a support group we're, we're putting together. So we're inviting people to join us and um people are looking for work are going to be spoken to by us we're, we're getting them to share their feelings discuss their circumstances with business leaders career coaches uh, charismatic personalities people that you know we follow online are going to be here talking to them uh, i want to get we're going to get my specialist recruitment team involved because that's the belt and braces of how you can market yourself Mark, I'd, I'd love you to maybe join one or two of them just to talk to people that are maybe looking for uh, to find the career back in builders' merchanting in the future or work on the road for the first time when the roads are open again. Would you be able to join us and, and, and get involved in one of those webinars with us, mate? Yeah, Pete, I'd love to. I think, you know, listen, I'm flattered. That would be good. I think, you know, one of the key things we go back to, we are talking about these are new times uh, for us, but go back 20, 30 years. I mean, nothing has really changed. I think, you know, if you're a new candidate, there will be field salespeople. We may be working remotely, but whether you're working remotely or you're working face to face, there will be people out there needed. I think you've got to have an edge over the next person. And I think, you know, being yourself, let your character shine through. A lot of people don't realise how to be themselves. Is it right to be myself in front of a, a client? But that's, but uh, you see that what you're saying there, stuff. Mark, about, about be you, you know, get your personality through. If a job seeker hears that from someone like you who's hired You've recruited, developed, retained, pushed on to great things. So many salespeople over the years. You know, you, you are talking from experience. You're talking with compassion. You can you can tell them what you look for during that first interview. Yeah, that first interview now might be a conversation like this rather than in the same room. But you're still looking for the, you know, would I like to have a beer with this person? Would I go for breakfast with them? Would I put them in front of my customer? Would I put them in front of my boss? What is it I remember about them? Getting that into someone's head before they go into interview situations hard. So for me, it's always about relax. Do 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 so much homework. You're over prepared. Relax, smile, have fun. Because if you can't make it happen in that environment, you're never going to make it happen in any other environment. No, correct, Peter. I mean, I think you know that first. You know that, that chemistry. I know you can be wrong, and sometimes you can never judge a book by its cover. But we both know through experience. 
your, your first gut reaction is is not a bad driver. And I think, you know, the things to to be yourself, to talk about, you know, a client in a nice way about holidays, where you've been and vice versa, to listen. Some of the times you do it through gritty teeth. But the key thing is you warm to some people more than others. But likewise, you have to warm some people who are financially more viable. So you've got to wear different masks all the time. But ultimately, you have to be yourself. And I think that's the key one. And again, some people I think are a bit scared. They don't know how to react. And I think, you know, that you've got to know when to let that persona come through and when, when to rein it in. And I think you're right. By talking to people, preparing people how to present themselves can only benefit the industry. Well, Mark, listen, if we could get you signed up, mate, I will get you signed up for that. Because for me, um, I think that can make such a difference if we could get you involved in that. Pete, I'd love to. I mean, I can look at my short time already with ProTech. We've got, you know, we, we've got a good team out there. And the difference is uh, the experience comes through. Again, it's about enjoying the products you're selling, have faith in the products you're selling. And that's what I've enjoyed from working for a big conglomerate like Travis, selling 101 different things. I'm now promoting one thing technically now. Uh, and people buy from people. And again, if your product's good and you can back it up, you're a winner. Mark, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the podcast by asking you to just share with us three words of advice for everyone at the moment. Before I do that, I want to go back to one of your favourite people in the world, Sir Winston Churchill, and just, just give us another one of his quotes, one of his wartime quotes. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. Mark, Give us some courage. Tell us three things that can inspire people right now. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go away from the wartime theme now. And it's relative to a wartime theme or the, the current situation. But for me, uh, we touched upon it. I just think, you know, without a sense of caring, there could be no sense of community. And I think that's the key one today. We've all seen the mass shoppers hoarding and stuff like that. Just, just imagine you're some elderly person. Not me, but some old girl or some old granddad in a Tesco's, in a Sainsbury's, completely bewildered. Uh, and again, just have a little thought about other people now. And I think that's the key one. We all say there's no sense of community. There is out there. It's just about bringing it forward, asking that question. Like I said to you, how are you, Pete? And mean it. Anyone can say it, but mean it. So care about others. That's what I'd like to say. Anything else, Mark? Because that's powerful, mate. Hard to top it, Pete. I think it's keep safe and ultimately keep washing those hands. Okay, so, that's what it's so, so we will three words of advice for Mark. Uh, one, keep washing the hands. Two, keep safe. Yeah. And three, care about others. Mark Tanner, you've been a brilliant guest. You're an inspiration to me. Thanks for coming on the Foy and Jones show. This was the Survival Series. Speak Thanks, to you Pete. soon. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.